0: Going on, okay. I start adding up all the private money. Yeah. I got up almost $10 million in private debt. And uh, uh, what interest rate? About 10%. Okay.
1: Oh my God, I'm smelling toast, bro. I'm having a stroke.
2: Hey, Wellbuster, welcome back to another interesting episode. Today we have a seven figure wholesaler who's going to share his. Story of how he was actually carrying a $10 million debt at 10%. So if you want to know his story and learn how he crawled all of this, stay tuned to this episode. So thanks for coming on, Michael. that's my new co-host. Michael, let's start with telling us something that's interesting. I don't think anyone else would know. That could be a skill, would be something interesting about
0: yourself. Something interesting? You want me to talk about real estate related or, yeah, or anything? Not real no anything. pressure, bro. This
1: has to be the most interesting. Like you have thing. a Lambo
2: that we don't know about. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, <gasps> no Lambo yet. I was thinking about getting an RSQ8 though. Oh,
2: okay. That's, I'm looking at that. Yeah, that's the same, Sure, the same uh, parts as Lambo anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. looking at that.
1: I love the SQ42, bro. It's lit.
2: SQ42? It's not a car. <laughs> it's not a car. You made it up, right? I just
1: made up something. I wanted to be part of the conversation.
2: So why do you... I know you're very frugal uh, upcoming. Why do you think about getting a Audi SQQ8? Is that going to be a new car? Or are you going to try to hack that car? Is that going to be a used car?
0: Right now, I'm looking at a 20, maybe 2020, 2021. Um, in the past, i been very frugal, right? In the past. Yeah. Not anymore. Um I'm thinking about upgrading it because it's YOLO. You only live once. YOLO? Treat yeah. yourself. What you gotta mean. treat yourself a little bit, right? Yeah. Always. You know, yeah. And if if you don't eventually raise your standards of living, you're just gonna keep falling back to those same frugal ways. Like I grew up frugal. It doesn't mean I have to be frugal yeah. for my entire life, right? 100%.
1: And, and that's the whole all, point. Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, if we're in business, the whole point is to, you know, have a better life, right?
1: Yeah. 100%. And what's the point of accumulating wealth if you can't treat yourself every once in a while, you know? You need to treat yourself sometimes. Get a new suit, fresh fade, nice car. (laughs) You got to feel yourself enjoying the work you did, you know?
0: In the past, I didn't do any of that. Fun fact, my first, like, probably year and a half, two years that I was wholesaling, I was driving a super- But that's good, though. Jetta. That's good, though, because you're a
2: a lot more approachable when you go up to the seller, right? They don't think you're trying to steal their house. Is that correct? (laughs) They if i'm doing wholesale i'm gonna drive my honda which i don't have one anymore but i would drive a Denter honda
1: you can drive my to honda, knock don't on worry. doors
0: like my car was <laughs> actually like worse than the seller's cars when i would go to their house <laughs> oh, they have like a Mustang. so they put your cars down <laughs> right car's You're, worse than theirs
2: <laughs> right so isn't yeah. that a good thing
0: uh, it's not bad i i'd prefer like if i do get that dream car whatever it is you know rsq8 or whatever the next vehicle is and i i would probably not want to drive that to the seller's house so i already have a game plan for that i'm gonna park all the way down the street and then i'm gonna walk up to the <laughs> house bro
1: <laughs> that's actually funny you're just yeah. like holding a bus ticket we're already
0: we're already <laughs> executing that game plan with my current, current
1: car someone is yeah. gonna see this and they're gonna see you strolling up and they're gonna walk down the block and be like yo that's your car yeah. And now you're stuck but you know what
0: i will say this recently okay recently we actually did a wholesale and you know when we wholesale a deal the buyer's gonna come they might do a walkthrough sometimes it's after they might buy it sight unseen but yeah. they want to see it before it closes yeah. no problem like we've had buyers that show up in like ferraris <laughs> and they're buying houses for like 60 cents on the dollar <laughs>
2: that just worked out the perfectly. dark side of
0: wholesaling guys <laughs> that just worked out perfectly
2: I might know exactly who that guy is I might know exactly who that guy is so what is that switching point for you to go from you were making already making a lot of money when you were frugal what's that switching point is that in your brain or was that something happened that switched you from being frugal to be being YOLO not like YOLO YOLO but living mm. the life a little bit what switch in your brain
0: okay so at a certain point, where you start accumulating money from, you know, income from business, wealth from real estate, or, or could be stocks, whatever it is, right? Um, <laughs> I'm
2: glad. I'm glad that you plugged that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, at a certain point, don't really need to make more money to enjoy a better life. Yeah. You know, you can have a better place to live. You can have a better car. You can have a better gym. You could get a home gym if you wanted, or you can basically do whatever you want, travel the world, eat better food. And then I think it really comes down to how do you want to engineer your lifestyle? And mm-hmm. you can start working on that. If you're if you're in the nine to five grind and you, you're you basically just trying to scrape by, you don't have that, that sure. luxury, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So at a certain point, I started realizing that I could live a little, and the first thing I did was traveling, started Where? to travel. Yes. Where? Okay. So all the traveling I've done is basically like in the last five or six years of my life. Mo- like Same, 90% similar,
2: similar to me. Yeah.
0: I've been to Cuba, Jamaica, Dominican. I've been to, I've been to quite a few states. I've been to Florida a few times. Those
2: doesn't sound like it costs a lot of money.
0: It doesn't actually cost a lot of money. Do you live in a it's hostel crazy. as well? Army? do you live in a hostel no no <laughs> okay no, no, no.
1: shots fired <laughs> no. i'm not hey. one of those
0: i'm not one of those guys so okay there's there's frugal and then there's another yeah. level of frugal yeah. like there's Backpack. the guys that like return everything to costco after 80 days <laughs> i'm not one of those guys <laughs> i'm only i'm only halfway there, frugal <laughs> got naturally it. got it got that it. switch
1: though was very difficult like For my upbringing personally, like, we we weren't well off, like, at all, and so you get into that mindset of, like, I need to save every penny, but then you get to a point where you're just like, whoa, I'm okay spending like, X amount of dollars on, like, a new watch, or X amount of dollars on a good wardrobe, and you start to make that investment. So, like, when I buy clothes or anything like that, I'm like, this is an investment because realistically, I'm going to use it for business, and it's like, you can both treat yourself and also take care of work at the same time. I mean, unfortunately... Versace heels cannot be deducted in my taxes. I've checked. It does not exist. I'm so mad. (laughs) You should. You look fabulous. (laughs) Checked with a CPA. You can't do it for uniforms. (laughs) It's a weird shift. For real. Like it's a weird shift from always having to count everything. And then just suddenly being like, whoa, 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 I'm fine.
0: I I think. And I kind of grew up like that. My mom told me always to save my money. And I remember right when I was starting up the wholesaling business. It was like. A month or two before that yeah so before i started the wholesaling business i was actually trying to figure out what i wanted to do next Mm -hmm. and what were you doing before
1: yeah
0: okay so man this whole journey for me started like it started way before wholesaling so people think you know like these they start to see someone become successful and they think oh this is like this guy just got lucky tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. it's the tip of iceberg yeah so probably started when i was like 22 or 23 and i I got a first, my first serious sales job of selling debit machines door to door, like business no, wait, to business. My friend
2: did that job, 300 bucks, right?
0: 400 bucks yeah. per machine or Per something. machine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. when you go to a business, it's already been hit up like 15 times in one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the most hardcore sales you could do. Yeah. Right. And, um,
2: did you thrive at that
0: job? Not at the beginning. So at the beginning, I was so bad that they were about to fire me. Yeah. And then something, something, uh, there was a flip. Like I, I, f- I flipped the switch, right? Yeah. So I was actually about to quit. They f- were going to fire me. And then I'm like, well, I'm thinking of quitting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you <laughs> can't fire me. I quit.
0: And um, my sales manager, this guy was like a really, really good mentor for me at the time, yeah. right? Um, he's like, why would you want to walk away from this? And uh, I said, well you know like i'm not really even making that much money it's commission only and i was like mediocre at best at the time and he said well you uh you got to ask yourself if you've actually been putting your your best before have you you actually been trying i'm like yeah i'm trying man it's tough yeah but are you trying as hard as you can think about it he's like why don't you try as hard as you can for a week and if you still suck then just give up yeah and I don't know it was the way he said that it just kind of grinded my gears a little like i was just like he's saying i'm not trying it's
1: a challenge
0: he's yeah. saying i'm not That's trying what it, is. it was kind of a, it was almost like he was disappointed in yeah. me more than a challenge like yeah you just you're not That's even trying.
1: worse bro he's not mad he's disappointed that like yeah
0: yeah kills me i he's hate like, when people say that <laughs> he, was, he was like questioning my work ethic more than anything so <laughs> i took it to heart and uh from that day forward i was like i'm just gonna put i'm gonna do everything i can can do to sell yeah um for the next week and uh we would hit the field around 10 a.m and we would come back to the office around 4 30. that's it six and a half hour that's a long day when you're going door to door yeah oh yeah (laughs) this guy's
1: like that's it like you're
0: like tearing up your (laughs) shoes at like two months so um the first night and i oh and on top of that i stopped trying so hard to objection handle everybody yeah Cause instead of hitting like 40 or 50 doors a day, I was just like, well, I'm going to hit as many doors. I do. I'll do double as many. So I yeah. was doing 120 doors a day and uh, I would go into someone's business. And I'd be like, Hey, you know, I'm selling these debit machines that go away. I don't want you. I'll be, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. I'll just keep coming back to you till you let me talk to you. And, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hang around there too much. Yeah. So I would go to the next one. I go to the next one. I remember the first day I did that. I made a sale, but I stayed back in the field till about 8:30 at night. Yeah. And, uh When I checked my phone, I had all these missed calls from my manager. He's like, are you okay, man? Did (laughs) did you get like, uh, what happened to you? I'm like, no, I'm just making a sale. And then for every day for the next like three, four weeks, I was doing that. And I actually went from barely even able to survive at that company to being one of the top 10. They had a nationwide campaign. Yeah, yeah. I was in the top 10 like every month until like while I was at that company. And it was really due to a mindset shift. So that was like, that was like one of the first things for me where I was like, okay, I actually have a little bit more here yeah. that I, I tapped into something I didn't realize, right? And then I stuck with sales. Eventually I got into real estate. Right before real estate though, my mom's talking to me about saving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, got, I got out of debit machines. I went into solar for a few years. I was doing solar, another really hard. Mm-hmm. Selling a solar panel? Selling solar panels to homeowners It's a really difficult sale And I it started is. doing that door-to-door as well um, Why is it
2: so difficult? I thought at that time government do gift rebate So it was a lot easier than
0: now
1: No. Yeah, but the upfront cost yeah. is pretty hefty sometimes Depending for the homeowner, right? Hey, mean- m- hey,
0: Mr. Sel- uh, Mister Homeowner How's this sound? Let's put a $40,000 system on your roof <laughs> There you go And uh, we're going to help you save 200 bucks a month Oh my gosh So what's the payback <laughs> period for that? like it was 10 like years, 10 years 10,
2: yeah that's a hard sell and that's to get like an incentive <laughs> <laughs> and that's anyway. if it doesn't like, decay the new technology doesn't come
0: out yeah if I, everything stays the same too right i i mean like we we had all these kind of you know objection handling strategies you know like uh, if someone would talk to me about that i'd be like well look i mean hubble space telescope they're using solar panels right <laughs> yeah that's been in the, that's been in the space for years right so
1: <laughs> that's hilarious now Nowadays- I, I do believe
0: that like solar panels you, they're going to still be working in 10 years, 20 years, oh,
1: right? 100%. But it's that upfront cost that people focus on the most. It's hard to justify that especially. But I mean, in the long run, it benefits you, but it's like getting past that first objection, which is usually the one that people are a stickler for. Yeah, well,
0: I realized with solar that, so debit machines is all about objection handling, <laughs> right? You have to be just amazing at it. And uh Solar was totally different. It was like they either want it or they don't. Yeah. Yeah, they're either die-hard fan or they
1: There's no well, there's like no in between really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so the people that would work with us in Solar, fun fact, you guys both like online marketing, right? Yeah. Okay. So I worked at a solar company, then I had my own solar business. And when I had the solar business, I started Myself learning about online marketing. I, I got yeah. out of the door to door. I'm like, let me figure out the other ways to build a business. So I learned Google Ads. I learned Facebook Ads. Nice. Took some courses. Nice. And um, for Facebook, we had really precise targeting back then. That was 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And You're OG in that. We were targeting people for solar based on them liking um, electric cars. If, they, oh, so if they show interest in electric cars, they're like, diehard fans of solar it just goes it's, together yeah that's
1: a smart strategy yeah yeah 100%. it makes sense yeah
0: it makes solar.
2: sense it's like our, our podcast is for high income earners that's why we ask high income earners we're way over high income earners to come on because people want to learn from people right. ahead yeah. of them and be them right yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: so we're hearing all of the great that's come from wholesaling but you got to give us the alpha you know you got to give us the dirt what's your most like the worst moment that you've had in wholesaling let's just say for the past three years like what's worst a moment? moment yeah
2: or just personal life anything that yeah. you're like man i thought i had it but life just threw me another
0: curveball and 100%. what was that okay um rather than talk about wholesaling specifically because mm-hmm. they you know wholesaling as a business it's i call it off-market real estate we're buying deals off-market and then you have a choice that as an investor. Mm-hmm. I don't like to call myself just a wholesaler. I'm an investor. I'm an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. My worst moments actually has to do with flipping. This came last year. And I don't think I even talked to you about this before. Well, well now everyone you know, will, right will hear it. Fresh tip right here, guys. Now hear it. So, 2022, the real estate market here in Ontario went yeah. down quite a bit. Yeah. Right? Just a bit. 30%. Yeah, like 30%. a little bit.
1: Not significant. I think even a
0: couple <laughs> places touched like 40%. Yeah, yeah. yeah and um okay so i had a lot of things on the go at the time right and yeah. my wholesaling is basically like what saved me in the end but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that so um i had five of my own flips going on mm-hmm. um i had three that were purchased in closing mm-hmm. right so i would have been up to eight wow
2: so okay. in the pipeline you in the need pipe money line. hard money to close them
0: yep yeah i got my hard money all lined up and uh I also had other projects where I was passively involved at about 10 of them. Holy cow. Cause as a wholesaler, I have options, right? So if I pick up deals, um, I can wholesale them. them. I can flip them. Mm -hmm. I can also pass them to another partner. Instead of wholesaling it, I can, uh, equity, equity partner. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now there was a, someone I'd previously worked with in the past. We've done like so many flips together. It took me a long time to learn how to flip houses on my own. So at the beginning, I actually was partnering with other people that knew how to flip and I would be an equity partner in those deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Turns out I had a, some, about 10 deals I was passively involved. And uh, oh, when, oh, the, when the market started crashing, that other person that I was passively involved working with, they just kind of like took off. Took off, took off. They took off, took You've off. You've been working oh, with, no. with him I, for years. I got stuck. Yeah. And he I took got, off. I, I started having the lenders calling me and they're like, hey, what's going on with so-and-so? Yikes. I don't know. Let me try to find out. Long story short, I found out that basically I had to inherit these properties. Now, I'm starting to sweat just telling you about it.
1: Yeah, I'm sweating so for you, bro. Now, <laughs> now I start figuring
0: out what's going on. Okay. I start adding up all the private money. Yeah. I got a, almost $10 million in private debt. And uh, uh, what interest rate? About 10%.
1: Okay. Oh my God. I'm smelling toast, bro. I'm having a stroke.
2: So every year you're going to pay a 1 million if you're carrying them. Yes. Yeah. Just put it into perspective. 10 million, yes. 10% has 1 yeah. million
0: private lenders. If you're listening and uh, I'd like to talk Ooh. to you if you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you, I'll send you a few. <laughs> Damn. Um, so all of a sudden, and it wasn't even necessarily private debt, right? It was okay. Now I'm doing 18 flips at once are all across Ontario. How do I do this? Yeah. And the answer was like, for me, I didn't even have the resources available to me to flip 18 at once. So I'm like, okay, now I just got to eat a hundred grand a month coming, you know, like a yeah. hundred grand a month of payments. Yeah. And, um, wholesaling saved me. Nice. The active you know? business basically fund the passion project kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but it was very difficult. I had to have a lot of difficult conversations with, oh, some, sure. you know, hundred certain individuals, lenders, all kinds of people. Yeah, my team, my team was questioning what's going on. I'm like, listen, we got to put hundred percent effort on wholesaling yeah. now. <laughs> we really have to ramp up the volume. <laughs> We're trying to fill the hole, man. We're re-strategizing
1: <laughs> yeah. right now, guys. Yeah. Just redo it. <laughs> we can't yeah. sell
2: it because it's going to be at discount. Yeah. We're going to lose more money, and reputation is on the line. And you have a partner that ran on you, so now you're
0: like, you know, you tick it up. On your shoulder and like let's figure it out. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And so it was it was a lot of pressure. Definitely sent me back, man. Too. That's crazy, isn't it? So there's now th- thinking about that. <laughs> holy cow.
1: He's like learning about every partnership I, I he not. has now I did He's not. Like, yo <laughs> I yo th-
0: I thought I have some bad partnership, but this holy cow. <laughs> so here's what I would say about this. I've I've mentioned this only once before on a video, but cash is trash mm-hmm. until there's a crash. Yes. Like at the time where the real estate's crashing now, I can't even raise more money that easily yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's hard. So I'm yeah. just like, I have to take this on. And the way we managed to overcome it mm-hmm. was by literally doubling down on, on income. Yeah. Doubling down on businesses. Yeah. So yeah. that you have more money to fill the hole and buy you more time.
2: Yes. And I'm going to do a shameless plug here because that's where our sun and done strategy is really important because a lot of people are like real estate is all good until the interest rate goes up the flip don't move everything don't move that's where your active income your weekly checks that Mm -hmm. comes in pay you will save your day a lot of people don't realize that
1: yeah that's amazing absolutely Yeah. You took a huge curveball and ate that up like it was nothing, and you know, I'm gonna <laughs> that's say, that's I'm, nothing it still hurts. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like you can look back at that now and you're just like, man, like you did that. You know, it, a lot of people don't know how they react in a situation unless they're put in it, and like you've proven to yourself that you can crush it. And you know what? Thank you. I know-
2: Hey, well, Buster, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, and give us a review if you have any question. And also, if you want to watch more of this type of episode, watch the episode here. And with that being said, let's get right back into the episode. I know a lot of our listeners really wanna hear how you dig yourself out of that $10 million debt at 10%. So I know, Probably still in the process or maybe it's halfway through.
0: We're, we're we're down to about 2.5 million now.
2: Down to 2.5. Do you want to nice. share cuz I know people at the beginning really want to hear how you dig yourself out of that in case they run into a similar situation and different business, right?
0: Yeah, you know that this is kind of an interesting thing, right? Um when all that started and I know pretty I know most of the high volume wholesalers and flippers yeah. in my market. Yeah. I start talking to a lot of them, and it's like, okay, I start figuring it out. What I'm going through is not necessarily just exclusive to me. Everyone's kind of going through their own version of something, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the market's going down. It's affecting everyone, even, yeah. you know, burr investors, buy and hold investors. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, I have, I'm living off cash flow. Now I have no cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why they got to get with Cody Yeh.
2: Oh, i literally make that make that uh, <laughs> reference showing my one million dollar mortgage i was cash flowing 1500 but after the interest rate hike
0: now it's a negative 1500 uh-huh. so i turned into
2: a short-term rental but not everyone can do that
0: the first few months i was actually making a mistake i was actually focused i was be, i was being defensively focused mm-hmm. here's what i mean by that i was trying to manage my properties as best as I could optimize it optimize my flips even now I like realize that like half my flips are gonna probably lose money or just break even yeah right so I was trying to mitigate losses which wasn't working because I have like 18 projects going on now and I'm like I'm only like I could only really actively manage like five or six of them simultaneously with the people I had on board at the moment at that moment yeah so we got to about fall 22 and meanwhile this is all happening My wholesaling income was like going down every month as the market was slowing. Yeah, because everyone's scared, right? Yeah. Yes. No matter how good the deal is, they still won't buy it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, they we were like we're good. Fortunately, we're actually good enough at wholesaling that we were still selling in spite of that. But I think at the lowest point, our sales were down to like twenty five percent of what it was originally. Wow. And you still have to carry the entire team. Yeah, still got to carry the business we yeah. have like overhead we yeah. have you know people on salary like yeah, these yeah. people are depending yeah. on me for their paycheck yeah around that time we're we were actually holding up pretty good and then it got to a, like a, what i would call not quite rock bottom but i was like getting close to rock yeah. bottom yeah. and uh i was like emotionally mentally mentally i was very tired emotionally yeah. i was very tired yeah and physically what, you know was going through your brain at
1: seriously that time? yeah
0: are you thinking about i like, just gonna declare bankrupt
2: like have, have, have i ever
0: gone, gone through your brain i did think about it um but there was a turning point so i realized that if i continue doing what i'm doing it's not going to fix anything no mm-hmm. no even if i declare bankruptcy i realize I'm not going to fix everything it's still going to no. follow you for seven years <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs> yeah, I, actually, I thought about it right so i'm like okay there's got to be a way to do this so I basically reorganized how I was doing my business. I told my team, I have an operations manager. I have a project manager. Mm -hmm. I have people that kind of support everything that we're doing. So I told my team, uh, for example, my operation manager, I said, hey, listen, all the operational stuff, I give you permission to fix problems without talking to me. Yeah. Go for it. Don't even talk to me until there's a problem that you already solved it. I don't even want to talk about it. It's because I realized it was crowding my mental space. Yeah. Right. And so I, I I put everybody in specific roles and I kind of like empowered them to make decisions yeah. on their own. Yeah. And I I told my team that we're gonna go from being on defense to we're gonna go full offense. Yeah. Nice. And that was the main shift. I started out in wholesaling. I was actually an acquisitions person, marketing person, dispositions. Yeah. And over time you you learn to delegate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't as actively involved anymore. Yeah. And then I went straight into like, I'm going right back into the field. I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to close enough deals to get ourselves out of this. Cause I, if I was able to get this successful to yeah. even get $10 million in debt, yeah. Yeah. then I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I had to like basically wow. pick myself back up. I'm like, no, no, you know what you're doing and you know how to win. So yeah. win. And we were able to generate enough sales over the next like couple months that things started to improve. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that was around January. January, February, March, things were like significantly improving. Now we're like pretty much stabilized again.
1: That's crazy, man. And like the the thing that fascinates me the most is at the point where you're almost hitting rock bottom instead of just succumbing to it, like you thought, Hey, if I got into an issue this deep, I can get myself out. It's like when a cat gets (laughs) stuck in like a tree and you're like, yeah, if they manage to get up there, they can get out. It's yeah. like the same type of idea. Yeah, you were like, yeah, I was capable and I got to this position. I can definitely dig my way out. That's phenomenal, man. Thank Good you. on you. That's actually crazy. How can our viewers find you? Cause I'm okay. sure people are going to want to learn so much more about this.
0: For people that are watching, they want to learn more about me. By the way, I'm wholesaling, you know, quite a bit of deals right now. We have very high volume. So you can find me at, on Instagram at official Michael Lee. Our home buying website is 416homebuyer.ca. And you can get added to our investor list at 416homebuyer.ca slash investors.